0: Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens.
1: I'm Christina Roberts.
0: I'm Chris Roberts.
1: I'm Christina Kaiser.
2: We're glad you joined us.
0: Well, hello. It's great to be with you. Today, we'll be talking about music and the contemplative. And there's something about music that I think can reach into the interior of our lives that could pull us in a direction that normally we might not go. There are other things that do this as well, but today we want to talk about how music draws us out, could, could draw us into a space where we can receive more and be open to more. So guys, what do you think about music in the contemplative?
2: Well, music is one of my favorite subjects, so I'm so excited that we're talking about it. And I was recently inspired by a blog post that Richard Rohr had put out around music and the contemplative, and he talks in it a lot about kind of the awe and the wonder and how these things can be slightly outside of our understanding, so this mystical, like, I don't exactly know why that I'm drawn, but I am. And I definitely have observed this in my own life and in the life of others around me. I've sometimes shared. Uh, our oldest is now thirteen, but when she was a baby, like minor chords could make her cry, and three, four, six, eight would like create this emotional experience. So sometimes, if we were watching a movie, she's just a little tiny baby, right? Like words are not in her in her well I mean she did speak early but still as a baby and this music would start and the little tears would come or we were trying to record a song and we couldn't get through it because she kept starting to cry as soon as the music would play these kinds of things so just the deep impact that music can have on the soul uh, which I have been aware of for many many years
1: Yeah, and I think I come into this conversation as a non-musician. I I so appreciate Chris and Christina's gifts in this way. And so I was in a very long season where I actually was kind of disconnecting from spiritual Christian worship type music and really focusing in on quiet and silence. And I think in recent years, I've actually kind of re-engaged with music on a different level. And specifically when it relates to music without words and the ways in which I can experience some of these contemplative practices. And, you know, I think I was maybe hesitant at first thinking, is this going to make me feel like I'm back in college sitting in a music appreciation class listening to Bach or these different things? But there's something about having the music without words that... Brings me into this space, kind of like you were mentioning earlier, Chris. It's like beyond, like, I don't know, it, it, it invites me to go deeper. And I think when I couple that with silence, there's something about that musicless word space that brings me into this sort of deeper spiritual navigation that I'm in that can then lead me into silence in a much, I don't know, like an easier on ramp, I guess. So I think I'm really compelled to think about how music and silence pair together.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, I think one of the practices, that we've had during the pandemic is uh, everybody has done Zoom Church, or maybe you haven't, but a lot of people have done Zoom Church. And one of the things that we've uh, just sort of stumbled onto is uh, when we bring people into the Zoom space, we've been using music uh, that doesn't have words, just mostly instrumental music to sort of bring us into that space. And it's really... Uh, been a, a fantastic tool to, to, to help us sort of navigate this new spiritual experience that we're about to have in this online space. And so I've been on a journey of discovering Music Without Words for uh, a couple of years now. And I think what I personally like about Music Without Words is it, it, it's sort of become prayer for me. Uh, because a lot of times I don't really, I don't really know what to pray, or I'm afraid I'm going to get the words wrong or not have the right words, and so I've been finding music uh, that speaks to the deep inner parts of me, and I'll just play that as I'm driving, or I'll play that while I'm on on a walk, and it's and and it's tapping into a a depth of my interior self that I don't know that other things necessarily access. And so I, you know, and it's, you know, it's interesting that I would go on a walk and play that song and then I would have silence and let that continue, let the silence speak coupled with the music. So I really appreciate what you're saying, Christina.
2: Yeah, I think this reminds me a little bit of our conversations about movement and meditation. Sometimes a little bit of movement helps us to drop into silence. Sometimes a little bit of music helps us to drop into silence. Uh, And I think that the without words aspect of it, particularly how many people can get invited to the table at that point then, say that you're in an interfaith story. Like, you don't have to worry. Like, are these words catching for anybody but everyone can just be invited to the table in the same way which is quite lovely and just to say psychologically speaking movies already knew this (laughs) they know when to give you the soothing music and the haunting music and to just set the soul up for something Um, thankfully we don't plan to scare anybody just to say but there's something about music that does something in the soul space it seems to me So I am super into that. And I think and, right? I also love words. And so sometimes I have found from a different meditation perspective, sitting with a phrase in a song and just singing it again and again to help me work through... And and I've realized it's all the emotions. So it could be working through a hard space. It could be being super exuberant. It could be just needing to get something out. (laughs) When you get older, you're supposed to be more proper or something. But uh, I was once pulling up into a parking lot, and the person I was meeting was already there. My music was blasting, and they thought, who is this kid pulling up next to me? And then they turned, and it was me. So I use the music for all the things to get stuff out, to release, which is a meditative practice, actually, this business of releasing things.
1: Yes, yeah, interesting. What comes to mind is a kind of odd story in the Old Testament where Saul was vexed in spirit, and he would invite David to come play for him, play the harp, I think it was. And there was something about that that would soothe Saul in those distressing moments. And so, even the thought of, you know, and again, the Bible had limited, they didn't have the mental health language that we have now. So, you know, was he experiencing anxiety? Or I don't know what he was experiencing, but there was something about just that harp playing over him that that soothed those vexing spirits. And so I do think there's something about the soothing, calming, or, you know, the energy of, you know, um, sometimes we, you know, kind of have those, those louder musics or those um, crescendos that really kind of euphorically bring us into these other spaces. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how that the, the mind-body-spirit, as it relates to music.
0: Yeah, and that, that reminds me, uh, I led a retreat about a year ago. And I sort of wrote an instrumental piece uh, as a portion of the retreat, and I, I, I played it on my guitar for the retreatants. And um, many of them uh, at the end you know, said that that was one of the most powerful experiences that they had at the retreat was just being able to hear somebody play music over them. And so, yeah, I think I agree. It can be powerful. And also, you know, I think music can help us tap into things that maybe we're suppressing, you know, it's like, (laughs) like we don't want to be joyful. uh, And we can hear some music that has a bit of joy to it. And it can say, okay, why don't I want to be joyful? This music is joyful. It's trying to pull me into the space of joy, but I'm not one to go there. Well, grudgingly, I'm going to go there grudgingly. And then you find yourself being happy or, you know, on the opposite spectrum, there may be something that you haven't wanted to deal with. And you, you know, some reflective music that, that is, got some swells in it. Um, it just reminds you of, of something uh, that happened that you've been sort of pushing away or keeping on the back burner waiting to uh, for a proper time to deal with it, and it it can bring it up where where it says, "Hey, why don't we why don't we go ahead and take about take care of that now? Let's let's deal with that now." And so I I appreciate that music uh, can draw us into those types of experiences as well.
1: Yeah. And Christina, I really like what you're saying about the inclusivity of music. And one of my powerful experiences was sitting at a retreat and they were playing some Native American music. And so it was unfamiliar. I couldn't, it's not like something I had heard before, but there was something about the drum beat inviting me in and being able to learn from this other culture. And again, there wasn't a language barrier. I didn't have to know whatever the Native tongue was because it was musically driven. And I think sometimes in our spirituality especially if we maybe come from church situations we had did a podcast earlier about evangelicals and i think sometimes worship music in that traditional sense can feel triggering to us cuz there's phrases in the music that i don't know if i no no longer agree with that or That like line that we're singing raises up like 20 questions for me. And so in integrity, I can't necessarily sing that. But there's something I love what you're saying about just the music itself that can be inclusive space for all people who are spiritual and wanting to connect with the divine in those ways that are are beyond maybe some of the triggers.
2: Yeah, I feel like even Chris's description of so both actually your description of the drum and then Chris's description of something swelling there is this rising up and and it can translate in so many ways right so I think the pairing of music in how you might end up moving your body you might end up drawing or painting or you might end up moving into repose right there's all these different possibilities that could come as a result of what you're hearing and what you're experiencing. I really appreciate that sense of, it doesn't have to be familiar for it to take you somewhere.
1: And I also appreciate you as well, Christina, naming that sometimes there is a phrase that we verbally in our mother tongue need to be saying over and over again, and that needs to go deep into our bones. And I think that's also the beauty of lyrics, like people that can write lyrics beautifully. And there's something about capturing into words what I, oh, yes, you just put into words what I feel. And I think the contemplative aspect of, I'm gonna play that over and over and over again and let it kind of soak in me. I think that that's also very healing and freeing space as well
2: yes and I I think too I mean I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast but that that humming that can happen in your face when you sing that can be a very calming experience but music especially if you use your voice for it just to say it, right because you might feel it more in your chest you might feel it in your your stomach depending on how you're doing it which may well access aspects of emotion that you needed to really access. You needed to work through, move through to a different space.
0: Yes. So I think some of the themes that I would like to recap for us today is the idea that music uh, brings about an openness in us that could take us to places that uh, that are new. Uh, and so I've really enjoyed the conversation with you guys and uh yeah, thank you so much for having it
1: and Maybe if I can jump in really quick here, too, before we hit record, we were talking about music playlists that engage us. And Christina's in a training program, an interfaith one, and so they were sharing that. And so, we would love to hear from you. If there's certain music that you, that you really engage with, we would love to hear that. And if you want to check out our website, thecontemplativelife.net, we will post some of our favorites uh, there as a resource, and we would love to have a place where we can share some of these contemplative music spaces together.
0: Thanks for listening. Well, this is the part of our podcast where we transition to what we are into. What are we into this week?
2: I am into sun porch moments. We have, even if it was a little hot, we just turned a fan on, but we've been going out and just sitting and watching the sun kind of rise or kind of set or fully set, as has sometimes been the case, and taking it in, just breathing it in, in all of its glory. So, Sun Porch moments.
1: I have been into... Socks lately. So, um, we recently did a kindness, you know, thing where, uh, some, commu- some of our communities came together and we made gift baskets for custodial workers in some of the local schools because they've just been working tirelessly with, you know, having to deep clean all the time and refill sanitizers. And so, you know, we had some gift cards and, and, and whatnot. But one of the things in there was socks. And so we've been discussing what are like high quality socks? Like there's certain socks you get that are going to get holes in them and, you know, Maybe last for a while. And so I'm kind of upping my sock game and loving it. So I have been into nice, thick wool kind of hiking socks.
0: Nice. I could definitely totally just be into that right now. Uh, Having, you know, been a bus driver early in the morning and gotten gifts from, uh, from my my students on the bus, smart wool socks are like my favorite gift. But that's not what I'm into this week. I have been into celebrating uh, victories with my kids, and uh, my my youngest has learned to swim this week. Big moments, big moments. He was in the deep end for probably an hour. All by himself without a noodle, without a life vest, trying to push himself to the bottom of the pool and just swimming next to the edge. So this has been a big moment for my youngest child this week, learning to swim. So celebrating him, ce- celebrating wins, celebrating with my other kids too. But we'll just we'll just keep it with celebrating this one with Sean. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, It's been a pleasure being with you. Uh, For more resources, we invite you to check out the contemplative life.net. And like Christina mentioned earlier, we will try to put some helpful uh, playlists up there for you uh, to look forward to in the future. So make it a great week.